When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Yes, this show is flying by. I want to thank Stetson Bennett the Fourth. We are the Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five nine, the Zone, ESPN, and uh, we're live in the Bank Plus Studio. I am your host, Bo Bounds. We're glad that you're hanging out with us. Mike Dettelier just told us he thought, yeah, Stetson Bennett in the fifth round, but all it takes is one team. I mean, Mike Ditka did not get the quarterback position. Okay. Like he was one of those guys that wanted to win seven to three. Ask Jim McMahon. Um, I've spent time with Jim McMahon at Steve Azar's charity event in the Delta, and McMahon is hilarious when talking about Ditka. Uh, basically, he says if he would have let me play QB, we would have really won games. You remember Jim McMahon played under Labelle Edwards, one of the greatest minds in the history of the sport, who was throwing it around long before pretty much anybody else, other than. You know, Eric Coriel and uh, Bill Walsh and, of course, the the Vikings with Fran Tarkenton in the 70s. But y'all know there wasn't a lot of that. And in this area and in the, in the Big Ten, nobody was throwing it around uh, until Spurrier got to Florida. That's why Spurrier totally revolutionized the conference and made it cooler and sexier and uh, more fun and, and so on. But... But McMahon is hilarious when you start talking to him, and, and especially if you get a few Coors Lights in him. He's a Coors Light guy, made to chill, uh, which is a fantastic beer and the right play to go. But uh, McMahon will get rolling, and he'll tell you, yeah, Ditka just wanted to run the football. So, I mean, I know Walter Payton was great, and, you know, Refrigerator Perry was kind of a, 
I mean, it got it got fans all hot and bothered, but in the end of the day, it was kind of silly. It makes the Taysom Hill thing look like amazing. Uh, Mike Ditka fell for Danny Warfel, a national championship quarterback who was limited, who was in maybe the best scheme in the history of college football offensively, or one of the best. I mean, Steve didn't cheat like Bama and LSU. He wasn't going to do it. Florida wasn't going to do it. Yet they rolled out, and he definitely didn't cheat like Phil Fulmer in Tennessee. And yet he would roll out and beat you 52 to 10 and laugh about it on the sideline. Did he have good players? Yes. I'm not saying he didn't have good players. But he didn't have a a Nick Saban, you know, Kirby Smart type roster. Uh, So it's just something to think about when we're trying to and everybody's going to have their own opinion. You're going to have yours. And I'm going to have mine. And Blake's going to have, and Blake's doesn't matter, but Blake's going to have his. <laughs> but Mike D, and we love Mike D, and, and Mike knows everybody in the business and talks to, you know, umpteen NFL. And we've now cultivated relationships with NFL scouts, which is fun, and bouncing things off of them. And sometimes they tell me stuff, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And sometimes they tell me stuff, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? We also have sports agents that over the last 20 years we've cultivated relationships with. And sometimes they'll tell me things. I'm like, what? And then sometimes they share something. I'm like, ah, epiphany. That makes sense. So anyway, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. Also, Rick's Pro Truck, baby. When you get that Ram truck or that, uh, woo, how about that Jeep Wrangler? Well, you just take it down to RPT, Rick's Pro Truck in um, Glugstat, Rick's Pro Truck at Lakeland Drive. Or uh, RPT commercial. But, uh, of course, we're partnered with Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com. Marcus Bowles is now the new head football coach at Meridian. They're back in the football business. They'll be back in the playoffs this year. I'd I'd be surprised if that's not the case. Um, He's going to go get all those guys that aren't playing football. And then he's going to run a program starting like about five minutes from now, and they're going to be in the weight room, and they'll be doing strength and conditioning, and then he'll roll out spring practice, and they haven't even thought about what's about to hit them. And then they'll go through a summer conditioning program that they've never experienced, and then they'll be ready to roll. So, hell yes. Meridian is back, and I think people in the south, uh, you know, you got the north and the south, I think people in the South just said, uh, hello, it's, it's, it's about to get real for, uh, for that group. And then it could get real for the North if they, if they make it, uh, he will make it in the next few years to the championship game. Uh, it's just a matter of, um, when not if so bowls is arguably, you could argue the best high school coach in the history of the state. Um, we've had some, I mean, you know, we've had some unbelievable ones. And as of late, you know what Ricky Black, Herbert Davis, and Bowles have done, and Mancuso. Am I saying that right? Yes, yeah. Lance Mancuso. Yeah, we've had, and, and you know, that guy's a freak uh, down in the in the Bassfield, Jeff Davis. Is it Jeff Davis area? And they merged, like, I don't know how many years ago. And, and we've got some other guys that are, that are freaks. Uh, I've always asked the question, will Rob Morgan ever leave the nest? 
he and Josh have a good thing going. They're never going to have what some of these other programs I've referenced, but they're tough and well-coached. Would would Rob Morgan ever leave the nest to take another job? Y'all know that Josh Morgan's the head coach at Warren Central. Rob's the basically assistant head coach, OC. But would he ever go, if he ever, first of all, I'd, I'd make him tell me no if I'm an AD. Yes. Uh, you know, Startville made, made him tell, made them tell him no. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, several years ago. And he could be, he, he would be dangerous, beyond dangerous. But he loves living there. He's got his family there and all that. So I, I love that part of it. Tip of the cap. Do what, do what you want to do. I just think if you're an AD at any level and you're hiring a coach and you don't ask them whether or not they eat on the floor, yeah, then it doesn't matter. We have a saying around our place, we eat off the floor. And if you're willing to eat off the floor, you can be special. And that's why this show is special. Is that like the we're, com- we're willing to eat off the floor? Is that like the combine questions where they're like, "Are you a cat or a dog?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could be a butterfly, would you fly close to the sun or farther away? <laughs> <laughs> if a chicken and a snail had a conversation, which side of the road would you be on? That's right. Like what? I love the comments too. So we're this is an interesting show because you and I have been a little bit. We've had fun with Stetson Bennett over the last two years, and we've had fun with Kirby Smart. And kind of the way he works and the old school operation that he is now successfully set up. There's a listener who said us saying that Kirby's dynasty or Kirby's building a dynasty and that he might be able to, you know, equal or surpass Saban potentially and kind of what he's doing. Well, that how could we say that? Because we said Kirby can't develop quarterbacks and can't get out of his own way on offense. And so because they won, he must we're either wrong about quarterbacks or we're wrong about I love that fandom is so finite. It's so absolute, it right? It's it like, oh, absolute. well, it, if they won, that means Stetson's a great quarterback. I've seen that. Sports Illustrated, is Stetson Bennett the greatest quarterback, college quarterback ever? Okay, well, no, let's, let's define the word great, first okay. off, because winning as a team is not greatness as an individual. Sure. Secondly, just because they scored 65 on TCU, who they outrank uh, in talent by 30 spots coming into the season, doesn't mean they all of a sudden figure out how to play elite high-level offense either. Right. Didn't make Kirby a quarterback whisperer at all that, that it worked out this way. So I love the absolutes from fans that because they won the way they did, we must have been crazy to ever say that Kirby got in the way of his offense. He's the best program builder in college football right now. Active. Yeah, I agree. And and that doesn't mean that Nick Saban's not a great program builder. Like both of them can be. I know that maybe news to people. Kirby might have an easier spot to build his program as no, no, part I, of it. I, I made that statement two weeks ago. Exactly. Georgia has more money. They they have a clearer path, a better, a more advantageous path to building. An easier 12 weeks. They do until we do away with the divisions. you damn right they do. I want to continue to discuss that. I also received a uh, text on Marcus Bowles. Yeah, you could argue he's the best high school football coach in the history of the state. Uh, Stetson Bennett the fourth is twenty five years old, <laughs> and he. He, the Georgia Bulldogs, along with 
Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett won their second national championship last night. Uh, give Kirby all the credit in the world, man. He's he's the hot new coach. It was Dabo a few years ago. It's you know it's been Saban. Saban's been old news, kind of. Um, Saban's had that staying power since '09. Uh, for now, I, I don't. I mean, it's not guaranteed that Saban will ever win another one. Um, he may. I, I would not put it past Bama at all. Uh, especially with the recruiting class that they just signed. But if they don't commit to the defensive side of the football, then I don't know what to tell you. I can tell you this, Kirby Smart and Georgia are committed to the defensive side of the football. And they're playing 2010-2011 Alabama football in 2022 and beating everybody's tail. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior superior.ms um so people are, are asking about you know hey where does this put Stetson Bennett the fourth in in college football as far as is he the greatest quarterback ever in college football um I, and then you know smart is now two titles at 47 years old I mean man he could rip off three more uh I don't know I, you know they got He's going to be making fifteen million a year before it's all said and done. He won't right now, but he'll be at ten if he's not at ten. I mean, Lane Kiffin's over nine. Kirby just won two national titles, so Kirby will be at ten, eleven, twelve, and eventually fifteen during his career. Think about that. Athens, Georgia, fifteen million a year um, to coach football. Isn't that low in reality? Could be. I, I think. I think the market. Hasn't shown no signs of the bubble but bursting. No. It's going to keep going up. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll say this this is going to land wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. But, um, when you look at people taking over jobs, Kirby Smart took over Georgia and he took over on third base. I'm looking at Mark Rick's numbers. Mark Rick at Georgia was 145 and 51. It's not bad. He was 83 and 37 in the league. So Kirby didn't walk into a job like Josh Heupel walked in Florida, I'm Tennessee, or Dan Mullen walked in Florida, or Nate. I mean, you know, or or any number of Brian Kelly. He still was probably on second, but it it was not what. Kirby Smart walked into. Georgia was already the number eight recruiter, number seven, number eight recruiter in college football when when Kirby walked in. With a coach who wasn't doing it the Saban way. Yeah. Yeah. And Kirby ran them up to number one or number two. And, yep. and really, what the hell's the difference? Okay. Basically, we're, we're seeing that there's a big drop off after Bama and Georgia. Or, I'm not, maybe not a big one, but I, I, Ohio State looked good last week, but I still think they're hanging on by thread to match speed and physicality. But they, if anybody can do it, they can. All right? And and so can LSU. Uh, but Kirby walked into a program where Mark Richt um, was winning 10, 12, 9 games. It, it, Mark, Georgia was not going 4-8. and eight. 
are five and seven. He had one year where he won six games. Yep. 2010. That was it. And other than that, he won eight plus games for what looks like 14 or 15 years. So, uh, where where Kirby was so brill is so brilliant is he took it was a sleeping giant. See, nobody's been able to sleep, wake up A and M. And we don't know if we can reboot Florida. Kirby understood how much more runway was there. And that Rick was massively underachieving. And Kirby went in and said, We're gonna recruit like I have been recruiting under this guy named Nick Saban. And we're going to throw down, and we're going to throw down in the street, we're going to throw down under the table, and we're going to throw down in the back alley for DTs and edge rushers and and tackles and wide receivers and corners. And he has. And they beefed up. I think he hired another 47 people. And I'm being dead damn serious. And that's what they did. He he went, and he, he went to McGarity at that time. It was McGarity. And he said, uh, you know, this is what I need if you want to win it. And they gave him everything he needed. And they're richer and in a better spot to win than Alabama. The irony is, in 15 years, Mark Richt had five seasons where they didn't win double digits. When Saban walked into Alabama, they had had three losing seasons in the previous four. Yeah, Mike Shula. Had the 10-win year, and then the the two seasons before and the season after the 10 were all under 500. Yeah. For Alabama. For That's Alabama. unfathomable right now. It is. Mark Richt, in 15 seasons at Georgia, only five times did he not win double-digit games. You and I could go eight and four at Alabama. Yeah. I mean, my... my well, Ed, we could do it at Georgia is, right. I think, also the point. Right. And maybe easier could have done it at Georgia over the last 20 years. No doubt. Because you don't play the monsters of the West. They underachieved in the 80s. I know they got one in 80. Underachieved in the 90s. And and, and massively underachieved under Rick. Until 2018, I guess. That right. first run at the title. And what it would be if Alabama doesn't complete a second in 26. Oh my God! You'd be talking about the third title in six years. You'd be talking about now, uh, not just, oh, what could the dynasty look like? But it is a dynasty, right, at that point. Uh, it, Kirby's doing great things, but again, like you said, the table's set, and I think that's all this circles back to what's so funny to me of this reaction. Oh, Stetson this, and, and I get it. Great job. Stetson Bennett being the greatest quarterback in college football, right? Or the greatest of this era. No. No, he's not even the, the best quarterback in the SEC this year. No, he's not. What Kirby's doing is amazing and fantastic and wonderful, but he still isn't to the guy who said, oh, I thought Kirby strangles his offense and his quarterbacks. He has. He has up to this point. They have figured it out this year with a QB, as Mike Dettelier said, that he trusted, but was still limited. It was still a defensive first, run game approach for Kirby Smart. And he's been able to do it now 19 wins, uh, excuse me, 29 wins in 30 games over the last two years. Yep. He's 29-1. and one. He, has two, he has more national titles than he does losses in the last two years. Two natties, wow. one loss. Okay, it's eleven and he twelve has for done Alabama. A magnificent job building yes. that program. Yes, and it's about the locker room and the and culture and what he said in that post game. Oh, it's going to be even tougher next year because we return players. <laughs> oh gosh, I got to bring all these talented got, guys I back. I mean, oh. What are we going to do? Oh. 
It's so difficult being Georgia. I, I have to bring all these five-star starters back. Oh, my gosh. Talk to Zach Arnett and Lane Kiffin and Sam yeah. Pittman about that. Hey, I don't think we're talking to Ed Orgeron in Athens, okay? We're not going to have the Ed Orgeron party till the heart stops no. moment after the national title. No. I don't think, Blake, you don't ever know, but I don't think Kirby Smart falls into that space. Well, so far in his six years of... I'm not going to even after the first season at Georgia, nothing, they've only gotten better every year. Yeah. So nothing would tell you that they're going to fall asleep. without a super dynamic QB. Or can, really a dynamic offense. Can you imagine if they land on a C.J. Stroud? I mean, even if you just got Spencer's, half a step better yeah. than, than Stetson Bennett. What if they landed on a Hendon Hooker? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. I mean, that's... And, but the question is, can Kirby make one of those guys even better? Or is this always going to be a case of rely on all the pieces and just don't screw up at the QB position? Absolutely. And that, that may be the way if you're Georgia. Yeah. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior. Superior Foundation. Show is also presented by Super Premium Tequila Patron. Tequila, 100% natural ingredients, 100% blue agave, Patron Tequila at Briarwood Wine and Spirits. Marcus Bowles to Meridian, one of the best high school football coaches in the history of Mississippi high school football, is now at Meridian. Uh, They're back in play. They're back in the playoffs. They'll probably win a state title in the next few years. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone is brought to you by Eye Care Professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries. Two locations for eye care professionals. Lakeland Drive in Jackson. Bell Mead, Flowood, also on Lakeland Drive. Cataract surgery, eye care professionals. Obviously, the routine eye exams, the contacts, the glasses, all that. I've been going there for years. Um, But if you need cataract surgery, eye care professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries, two locations on Lakeland Drive. All right. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Good show today. Mike Dettelier was awesome. If you missed it, it will be on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. I thought our SEC Insider hit at 7.30 was a ton of fun. And a lot of Stetson Bennett IV and Georgia and program building and the historical, you know, reference of hey Georgia's gone back to back and where where are we going with this and what does this mean for college football um David Pollock which we're about to drop the audio David Pollock former Georgia football player current ESPN analyst if you want to call him that was on the studio set last night in Los Angeles with at SoFi Stadium with Nick Saban and he punked 
Nick Saban after his Georgia Bulldogs won another title. This is David Pollock with Nick Saban right beside him. And, and Georgia, obviously, you've seen in the past couple seasons now, really, they've taken hold of college football. They did an unbelievable job. Uh, this is a young football team. I don't know who Nick Saban dog-cussed after that on the phone, just probably on the way to the airport, but, like, his closest confidant, but it was somebody. Yeah. Um, the, the guy, Alabama fans, Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, Huntsville, all, I love all these towns, by the way, Mobile, Orange Beach, whatever. Uh, they are miserable this morning because the protege, okay, left the nest and has done it at a higher level as of lately. The grasshopper becomes the teacher. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And so... What what has happened is T-Town, they're in mourning. You know, I, but the Birmingham metro area doesn't know what to do. And not only did Kirby win, but he won 65-7. to seven They had to sit through that. With a walk-on quarterback who looks like the golf pro over at Meridian Country Club. <laughs> I mean, they won six. Say that out loud. They won sixty-five to seven. Barry yeah. Switzer at Oklahoma used to beat Kansas that bad in nineteen eighty-five. It's historically the most lopsided title game ever. Oh, I, in college football, I bet because we've had some good ones. Yeah, I know you mentioned the Notre Dame one in Bama, but we've had some really good ones. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, and after two playoff games that were as as good, if not better, than any semifinal games we've had since the playoff started, they were phenomenal. As a set, we haven't had two games in one year that were that good, period. But they might be two of the best ever. Well, and our regular season gave us Alabama and Tennessee and Knoxville, which was amazing. Yeah. And Alabama at LSU, which yep. was amazing. Yep. Along with some other games that we were all on the edge of our seat in September, October, and November. Yeah, the Egg Bowl, baby. I know what you're talking about. I wasn't thinking of that game, but... Hale State fans are excited to have the golden egg, as they should be. And the fact that it was Mike Leach's last game and we didn't know no. that it would be yes. his last game will always have that kind of historical relevance sentimental within value. the Hale State, yeah. sentimental value within yeah. the Mississippi State football. But anyway, back to back to this football season. I mean, we had an epic game in Knoxville with Bama and Tennessee, and we've been looking for that game for like 17 years between those two teams. And Tennessee-Bama. I mean, either one, Tennessee against anyone, just right. showing up, period. That's true. And then for Bama to go to LSU and, and for for Brian Kelly to go for two, that game was unbelievable. And then I think for for Michigan to be dominated for a chunk of the Michigan-Ohio State game. And then turn it around. And yeah. flip the second half, yep. especially the fourth quarter, but not just do that. But do it in the horseshoe. Ooh. The year before, they had done it in the big house, yeah, which is cool. But to do it in the horseshoe at Ohio State and to impose your will on a team that is more talented than you, good hell. So we had some unbelievable moments this year within the game that we all love. Yeah. But you remember what, Ryan... But, but you nailed the semi the semifinal games between Michigan and TCU and Ohio State and Georgia were unbelievable. Yeah, and you remember what Ryan Fowler came on this show and said about 
how Alabama fans see Kirby Smart. You remember what they call? He said they called him. Yeah, Kirby Hugh Freeze Smart. Yeah. How much more does it make them angry that not only do they watch Kirby Smart win that game, two two straight titles, something they haven't done since eleven and twelve, they dominated twenty nine and one. Something Alabama's never done is win twenty nine games in two seasons. No one ever has. Georgia did it first. Now you have Hugh Freeze down the road in your own state, and you have Kirby Smart on the opposite side of the SEC waiting every year in the SEC championship until we flip it schedule-wise. Alabama fans aren't just in mourning, Bo. They might be in a reckoning. They might be looking at the future going, whoa, we didn't sign up for this. Well, no, they didn't sign up for it. And I would do anything to be in in a... Birmingham suburb today for lunch. Except I actually have to be there? Well, yeah, like if somebody just picked me up <laughs> I know and flew me over there in 45 minutes and <laughs> I could go to some really cool restaurant like Bravo and and just kind of get the get the vibe. Or, or I don't know, what it, what is the, uh, and I don't know this offhand. They don't have one. What is the fanciest country club, like the best country club in the Birmingham metro suburban area, whatever, uh, you know, be in there their barn grill. What's the, uh, what's the barbecue? What's the barbecue place? That Dreamland. Ryan, yeah, I mean, if you and I, I, I'd be fine going there too. That's all they got over you there. You know, as far as Dreamland for for uh, for lunch in Tuscaloosa, uh, but man, they they are in a bad spot, and they also have a problem because of what has happened at LSU. At LSU, yep. And you just named it. Hugh Freeze is going to win. Now, he can't win at Georgia's level every year. No. But Hugh Freeze will bottle a team or two that's going to hurt your feelings. So what happened at Auburn and what happened in Baton Rouge and what has already happened in Athens does not sit well for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'll believe in Auburn and love it. War Eagle. Just gives me chills. Uh, it puts me in an emotional I may, state. I may have to buy an Auburn pullover. I've always liked their colors. Sorry to hear that. Wow. Actually, my three favorites are Florida, Georgia, and Auburn. And Florida and Auburn are very similar. They are. Orange and blue. They just are. different they shades. Just, they do it different. Yeah, well, different yeah. shades. But yeah. you can run it a bunch of different ways. <clears throat> yeah. It, the funny thing about the, the Alabama thing I is... I had a Florida pullover. Guess who stole it? Your son? No. Oh, your bar, daughter? Bar two. Oh, Dave. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's not surprising. Yeah. So we we when we went to the Florida Georgia cocktail party, he just took it. Yeah. So I had this really cool blue Jumpman Florida Gator pullover. How dare he do that? And and as the weekend rolled on, he was like, "Man, I, I'd love to take my kid. Like I've got enough, but I don't have quite enough for my kids." I said, "So." You're going to do this to me right now. At the end of this trip, you're going to guilt me into giving you this pullover. It's really despicable. And he did. He did. <laughs> That's so, classic. Yeah. That's classic. Uh, you know, it's interesting. The, and the, you're right. My son took my dry fit jump yeah. man, Florida Gator, and he wore it for like years. The meltdown around the SEC is funny because... This is the whole, you know, outside the conference, people think everyone cheers for the SEC. And in some stuff, they do. Like, I'd rather see LSU beat Purdue than Purdue beat LSU, right? I don't, that doesn't affect me as a state or Ole Miss fan. I don't cheer for one or the other. You know, if I cheer for one, I, cheer, I don't cheer for the other in your rivalry. But outside of that, there's not a lot of times where the SEC 
you inherently just want them to lose. The Georgia thing is interesting because I don't think it helps anyone for there to be another Saban dynasty in the league. Like having Saban and Georgia, having Alabama and Georgia both be good doesn't make it better for State or Ole Miss. No, it's not awesome. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? mean? Dude, I love big games, big moments. The fact that Bama and Georgia are going to play sooner than later. Um, the fact that we'll get better Auburn and LSU games on Saturday for for what we do. Yes, no, it doesn't make it better. Talking about having to continue to sharpen the sword, figure out who you are, what's your best route to get to squeeze everything you can. Uh out out of what you have in Starkville and Oxford, absolutely. And look, man, we've been on we've been on a we've been spoiled here. The last decade's the best Holy single mo- decade ever. Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans have been spoiled for a while. We have had really big moments, really good players, really big wins, really fun times. Florida Bowl games, Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl. Ole Miss has done two sugars. Uh, Mississippi State's done the orange, but lived down in in the Gator and the Outback at time. You know, good Lord. I remember 1981, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eh, eh, I don't, I don't want that. You could just go 03, 04, 05. Yeah, well, that's a good point. That's when I started doing this, and that wasn't any fun either. I mean, you, you had the Orgeron Croom era. That's what I had, and I was trying to make a living. Listen, the Moorhead Matt was, Luke. Not easy. The Moorhead Matt Luke era might as well be Georgia Alabama to the to the Orgeron Croom era. Oh, I know. Vanderbilt and Kentucky. And, you know what I mean? Like that's how much better they were. <laughs> and Kiffin's done a good job, but Matt Luke was closer than people. Th- I mean, if Elijah Moore doesn't pee, then he probably Luke get fired. gets another year. Yeah. I mean, and Kiffin's at and Arkansas. He had finally found the coordinator thing that he needed. He stayed too long with Crime Dog McGriff. Shocker. But Right, but he had found a, a, a duo that could do something with Rich Rod yeah, and Mike McIntyre. Yeah. Those two guys can flat-out coach football. Speaking of Kiffin, okay, finally got a transfer portal commit from the weekend. You feel like it's something good, maybe something forward, or is this a little bit of kind of swimming in circles for, for the Ole Miss portal recruiting? Too early, but Caden Prescorn tied in from Memphis. That's right. And his brother is Brady Prescorn, the four-star tight end that has is crystal balled to Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, but Ole Miss is expecting or hoping to flip him because they got his brother. Probably. uh, Brady Prescorn is the number three tight end in the country and the number two player in Michigan. Okay. The four-star. And if you know anything, we've talked about Jim Harbaugh already this offseason. Michigan's recruiting class is real shaky right now. Yeah. Because there's so much tying Harbaugh to the NFL and and some of the chaos and the lack of good lead... You think State and Ole Miss have had some bad 80s at different times? Go to Michigan. Absolute train wreck with Manuel over there. Yeah, and Ward, Manuel, or Manuel? Yeah. 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 It, it's an absolute disaster at Michigan I and the lack really of leadership. I can't figure him out, but he hasn't been awesome. Did you Did you have a chance to listen to Kirby Smart's pregame speech? The one in the locker room? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I, I thought it was... You know, I don't... Most... I don't put a lot of you know, importance or focus on a lot of that. But that guy's got an ability to really hold the room. Most coaches can't do it. Uh, He's no Dan Campbell, but he's good. He's good. Listen, my argument's always been if you're at that level and you can't get up as a player, then what are you doing? I I agree. 
but agree. but there is something to be said about there are sometimes coaches who do a, they have a better pulse or a f- finger on the pulse of their program and are able to truly get that out of them right right the i thought the sideline interview was funny right before kickoff they deferred obviously. aggression yeah what do you want to see out of your team aggression and then stared at her like he was going to just destroyer, right. right? Like I think Holly Rowe was who the the interviewer was. Aggression, like, yeah. That and if you saw that, you should have immediately in bet go a thousand dollars on yeah. Georgia money, yeah. whatever I got to do. Georgia by a hundred. Golly, yeah. So I it it is. You're right. The whole SEC right now, I think, is in a little bit of a teeter totter. Smoked. I think they did. I don't know how many people publicly said I want TCU to win and privately put money on Georgia. I'd have to go back and look at Vegas the, will release some of the numbers later today. Yeah. Some of their books. Um, I'll be interested to see if the books got murdered. Who's more not upset, but like who's more going, uh-oh, this is going to be a tough route, Alabama or Tennessee, Florida? Uh, Tennessee, Florida, because Bama still believes without a doubt that not only can they get back, but they can stay up there. They, yeah, uh, that they could they could beat Georgia in the. Let's say they faced off in the SEC championship game next year. Yeah, which could still happen. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, that that's something that Bama. I think what's going to be is Saban willing to commit to defense again. Do you think he didn't he commit to it? Way, or? On defense. Is that just play calling, though? No, no, no. I think it's the whole mentality of the program. Interesting. They went and started chasing points and yards and forgot about the big bad dudes. On, and, and he doesn't have a you know anything close to an elite defensive coordinator. Correct. And Kirby Smart was and Jeremy Pruitt was under Nick Saban. There have been others that are not. Tosh Lapoy, the current one, Pete Golding. You know, Kevin Steele early on. Yeah, I think Steele early on. Yeah. Early, early, okay. early on. Right. Well, I think it was Steele, then Kirby. But I may be wrong. I think that's the way yeah. it went. Yeah. Uh, whereas Kirby, they have that dog in them. I know it sounds corny. But Dude, they got that dog. That defense believes in aggression. And, and they're just manhandling people. Yeah, you damn right. Uh, it's the truth. I think if you're Alabama, you have to be real nervous right now because what felt like yours to take year in and year out doesn't feel that way anymore. See, LSU's always How kind of... How long has it been? LSU's always fought uphill, though, right? Like, LSU's never been able to get out of their way, so you never felt like LSU entered the year the predestined number one best team. Right. It's always been, well, there's still Alabama. Can you get past Alabama? Right. And you look at their win-loss record against the two, LSU's not done well against Alabama in the last, for their standards. Compared to the rest of the league, they've right. done great. But but yeah. uh, I think if you're Alabama, you might legitimately come into the next season or two going, are we the best? Instead of we are the best team, you're going, are we the best team in the SEC? And that's a mentality that Alabama fans haven't had since pre-Saban. And they're, they should be asking, are we the best? They're and I not. think at this point, you can't say they are. They are not. They will go into the to the to this year as the number two team in the SEC. The favorite in the West until LSU proves it. And it'll be Georgia in the East, right? I don't think you I can, don't think there's a whiskers worth of difference in Bama and LSU in the West. Ooh, 
See, that's not something we've said a lot over the last 12 years. We haven't. So I, that's to me, if you're Alabama, that's to me why it's not Florida or Georgia. It's not LSU or Auburn who are good looking around going, oh, I can't believe Georgia's good. It's Alabama because as we said, I think with Ryan Fowler two years ago, it's not that one person is taking down Saban, but there's finally enough big boys to take a chink out of the armor from one spot or the other. That's right. That finally the soft spots are opening up. It took a while. It, and, t- it took more than one team. And they're losing a great QB. Now, they may replace Bryce with Ty Simpson or another guy that is a great college quarterback, but they're, they're losing a great college quarterback. Correct. LSU won the West without a great college quarterback. Georgia won the East without a great college quarterback. You are, you are right. So what does that say about Bama? And what does it say about what we've thought and preached for the last six years? Stetson which is was not only the number one quarterback in the SEC, he wasn't the number two. Correct. Hendon Hooker was. Correct. So then you could start to get into the debate about where Stetson Bennett should fall. fall. Yeah. But he's not as good as Bryce Young, and he's not as good as Hendon Hooker. I mean, I think it makes you ask the question, if it all is about the quarterback, which it is, at what point does talent trump the quarterback position? Because for State and Ole Miss, you have to have a great quarterback to be great. You have to have a playmaker. It's proven right now, I think, that Alabama and Georgia don't have to have a great quarterback. No. And so that kind of, it makes you rewrite your brain. Like, we feel like they should have to have one, but if you're Alabama and Georgia, you don't. When was the last time they won it? Mac Jones? Yes. Okay. Which was a great offense. Right. Not a great quarterback. Right. If you go look at who he was throwing to. Absolutely. Three first round wide receivers. Yes. And boy, were they special. Amazing. And that's what Alabama didn't have. In college football, you can't cover all three of those guys. You can't cover two. It's like I talk about high school football. You know, you can't, if you're, if you're good at the passing game and you're four wide, there's Somebody's not enough 10th, 11th, and 12th graders to cover those dudes. Somebody's open. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's, I, I'm, I'm with Especially you. Especially if you run any kind of crossing routes with any kind of efficiency, you, you're going to move the ball. If you're Alabama, <clears throat> you really have to ask yourself, what is our number one thing to get right if we're going to beat Defense. Georgia? Yeah. Toughness. Yeah. Because you had the better quarterback. TFLs. You know, flipping the field with my defense. That's that's it. Georgia gives their offense the ball every 90 seconds. Seriously. A lot of times in plus territory. Yeah. Saban lost his way when he when he started chasing points and yards. But di- I'd also say, though, if he hadn't, he wouldn't have the titles that he had since he did that, too, though, right? I mean, you had to do so- you had to get better offensively. No question. It, interesting point, and this will really rile up Titers. Um, in nine seasons with Kirby Smart, four national titles for Nick Saban. Okay. In seven seasons without Kirby Smart, two national titles for Nick Saban. Not saying there's a correlation or there isn't. I'm just telling well, you facts. There is. There's just facts. So I'm, I'm just telling you numbers. Well, sports fans don't like facts. It's accurate. Okay. That's very accurate. All right, let's 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 switch gears one more time. Before we get out of here, um, the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, is brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. Got to go by and see the guys at Cypress Depot Friday, and they're doing great. Residential, commercial, um, the leading supplier, as you know, of Cypress Hardwoods, but many, many other things, track decking, you name it. 
Um, CypressDepot.com. They welcome you to stop by in Ridgeland. It's right there by the train tracks. Um, right down from Holmes Community College. Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. CypressDepot.com. Lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Uh, will, will we have an offensive coordinator and athletic director announcement today for Mississippi State? Good. Tomorrow at the latest. Uh, lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland on Lake Harbor, right down from the Armory. We've told you all about the Armory on Lake Harbor. Bulldog Burger, Ridgeland Bulldog Burger, Starbull, and Bulldog Burger in uh, Tupelo. Mike Dettelier said that Stetson Bennett the fourth. He's got him as a fifth-round pick in the NFL draft. Where do you have him? Hit us up on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Thanks for listening to the show. You know where to go to get your next John Deere tractor? Any of the Ag Up Equipment locations in Mississippi, agup.com. Our text line, 601-885-3776. I see where Muschamp is trending. Oh, another athletic director is going to let down their guard. Must champ to Michigan after Harbaugh goes to the NFL. Good hell. They're dying to go 5-7. and seven. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Dead presidents printed on paper. Cash money. Cash money.